0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's podcast, Global Citizen Life. And today on the show, we have Leah. Leah is going to talk about some things that she's really disliked and why she has decided to become a global citizen. One of those things is how she really hates the hustle harder mentality and believes that busy isn't always better. So, Without further ado, let's listen to Leah and find out about her journey, things that have gone well, things that have been a struggle, and where she calls home right now. Well, welcome to the show, Leah. Thank you very much for joining us today. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Great. So, can let's start out with first telling our listeners a little bit about yourself, a little bit of where you came from and kind of what what happened to bring you on your your journey of of traveling and and where you've been and where you're at now. So, I know it's a, it's a lot, but it all kind of blends together.
1: No, it does. I I love that. Okay, so Uh, by profession, I am a anti-hustle business coach. So I believe in profitability. I believe in being able to scale and and making our impact, but ultimately doing it in the least amount of time possible because we're trying to be so many other things. This isn't about lazy. This is about fullness, right? We don't want to feel frazzled, frantic. We want to feel fulfilled and certainly anyone traveling knows that you really want to get this as simple as possible so that you have time to actually go adventure and experience these incredible places. So that's that's what I do as a profession mm-hmm. and I I got really into organization systems automation outsourcing all these things that bring our time back. So instead of having mm-hmm. to work full time we could work part time or even less because we're using all these needle movers that get us going. And the reason that was so important to me is because I wasn't doing that in the beginning. In the beginning, I was working way too much, way too many hours, burnt out, overwhelmed, exhausted. Guilt was my mascot, all the things, right? So Mm -hmm. I was like, this has to change And, and so I started working on changing all of those things that were making what I loved feel so negative. And so I I fixed all those things. And then it had been a few years, my husband and I started playing around the idea of, what if we went and traveled for a year and he was wanting to make a huge shift and he had a 12 month non-compete. So he was pretty much not even going to be able to do anything in his field for a year. And we lived then in the greater Seattle area, which is a really expensive area to live. And, you know, for anyone who lives in those higher, more expensive areas, let me tell you, traveling becomes a lot easier for us because our budgets are bonkers for where we live. So we realized Mm -hmm. we could take our exact same budget, which was only my income, and we could literally travel and change country by country by country. And it would be apples to apples as far as what our budget was for living in that area. So the more we played with it, the more we were like, what if we did this? And we didn't have any real prior experience. We weren't major travelers. Like nothing about us was like, oh, we know what we're doing. We didn't. (laughs) We completely were like, we can figure this out as we go. And so we pulled our kids out of school and we, I mean, that was its own whole thing of like homeschooling and how that's all going to look but we, we got, we can talk about any of these directions we want, but um, we figured that out and and we started traveling. So we started in England. We were like, let's
0: start somewhere where we're still speaking English. And that's going to be like (laughs) where we get our, you know, it's good to do that. That's a good start because it's, it's more comfortable, even though there's so much new, it's not overwhelming new because it's new and exciting, but people are speaking English so you can communicate and find things out. So that's, that's a great way to start. Yeah. So, and that was exactly our thought process. Like, okay, at least we're not going to
1: have the language barrier. We can get our, our feet wet, figure this out. So we started in England, then we did, and we ended up being in a lot of these places for actually six weeks, but England, then Ireland, then Scotland. Uh, then we made a huge shift and we went to, well, we came home for just a couple weeks. Then we went back out. We went to Hong Kong, Japan, Australia, Bali, um, yeah, there's been there's been but that was that wow. was kind of the main, mm-hmm. the main, main itinerary, I guess it wasn't an itinerary, though, we had no idea where we were going country to country. But that's in, in, that's how in it retrospect, that's how it ended up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Excellent. That's, that's great. And so um, how old were your kids when you pulled them out of school, just so then people know, you know, because when I initially left Canada, my daughter was 13. And for her it wasn't the best time and we went to costa rica and she there was the language issue big city small town so she didn't really like it that much
1: yes that's such a good point so we really when we were thinking about this our kids were 11 10 and 8 and we thought this is kind of the magic sweet spot not that we couldn't do it at any other time all of us like if Mm -hmm, someone has mm -hmm. the dream like go do it it's amazing but we really looked at that and we said okay they're not in that junior high high school where their friends have become so important that they trump Mm -hmm. us right um, we also knew that they're big enough to where like they can carry their own like, you know, backpack and, and carry on. We don't have to be trying to manage all of it. I mean, we met tons of families traveling who had much younger and they were they were mm-hmm. amazing and doing it all. But we really saw that time as such a sweet spot. They were old enough to remember mm. it, to experience yeah. it, to be part of it but they weren't so old that, that there was maybe things that they had
0: gotten ingrained in that were going to be Mm -hmm. really, really hard to ask them to, to step away from. Excellent. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. And, and I have, I have some friends right now. I just saw them the other day and they have um, another family friends and their, their daughter, I think would be about 13 or 14. And they're moving to Dubai, um, this year early next year and the daughter's so excited she's so happy to go but my friend's daughter said to her you better not think about moving anywhere because I will not go or I will hate you for the rest of my life like she was already <laughs> at that she 14 she's like not going anywhere but her friend was excited and, and um, looking forward to a new adventure so it, it does I think it's personality right daughter, yeah it does uh, yeah I agree because our
1: son would leave in a heartbeat I mean he tells us like he he's now you know in he's a freshman but he's like oh I would leave tomorrow our daughters don't you dare try to make us go anywhere so it really is going to be their their personalities
0: absolutely and and so where are you now are you back in the United States or have you settled somewhere for a while or we are
1: back in the United States so we have committed to our daughters who are the, don't you dare go anywhere (laughs) that we will be here through them graduating high school, but, uh, we will be empty nesters in four years. And so our plan is that as soon as we are, we are actually going to go get an RV and travel Europe and do that just the two of us. And so, um, so yeah, so we still have our big trips, we still love traveling internationally Mm -hmm. as often as we can, but that Mm -hmm. like that gift of full-time traveling, we, Mm -hmm. we are, that is on hold for now. And so, oh, it's such a gift though.
0: It is, it is. And so how does that work with your, with your job and your work? As you said, you don't want to, it's, it's kind of, sometimes it's balancing those those things of trying to do everything. And then with it being a time change, if if most of your clients I'm assuming might be in North America, being in Europe, how do you kind of balance that time with the time change? And so then you're not, as you said, doing that hardcore hustle grind work all the time, because you want to enjoy where you're going.
1: Yes, absolutely. So I am the biggest proponent fan advocate for taking ourselves out of our businesses as much as we can. And when we start businesses, we are everything. We wear every hat. We are every part you have of it. To be. You have to be, <laughs> and you don't know yeah. any better. You don't even know how to do <laughs> other things yet. And you don't have people paying you enough to be able to make those shifts too much. Right? So I like to think of it as, okay, any adventure, uh, entrepreneurial, right? Any, any, mm-hmm. that we're trying to accomplish, we really need to look at it in phases. And I think about it the same way with our iPhones. There's like, you know, we're at, I don't even know what we're at 14 or whatever, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's, you're going to look at it as like, okay, phase one, I might have to do a lot of things, but I'm going to be looking at and working on building systems, checklists, automations, so that phase two, I can start to take me out a little bit more. And maybe it's not till phase four or five that we can afford to outsource and to Mm -hmm. really get that additional hands. But the biggest mistake I made at the very beginning was I was not making a plan for me not being part of it all the time. Right. I just, I, All I was thinking was, please, somebody give me money. Somebody be willing (laughs) to pay me. So when all of a sudden it started growing and scaling, that's Mm -hmm. the dream. But I I actually didn't have any sort of plan in place for that. So I'm now trying to duplicate me over and over Mm -hmm. and over. And it's absolutely exhausting. Knowing Mm -hmm. that we were doing the travel year and I'd already done a lot of work at this, but this might sound really silly to people, but do you know what I was most afraid of? this is, this is so silly, but I, I am used to a 27 inch IMAX screen. Okay. A huge screen. One of my biggest fears was getting used to a laptop was just being able to work on a laptop. And I wouldn't be able to see all. In fact, back then I had dual monitors. I had my 27 inch plus the second one. So I would have some things on one screen. And and I was Mm -hmm. like, how am I ever? I mean, That sounds silly, but I want to say it because maybe there's someone thinking about traveling and there's these little things that they're, they're getting caught up in. And I get that. Like I was really caught up in how am I going to work on a laptop instead of my big dual screens? And guess what? I, I overcame, I accomplished, it was fine. And I really started looking for building in even more systems so Mm -hmm. that I could uh, be even more available. While we're traveling full time. So I looked at, okay, having a checklist. So there are certain tasks that we all do all the time. Create one time, sit down, create a Google Doc, and make a checklist that is literally every single thing that needs to be done to accomplish that. For you and I, an obvious would be a podcast. You have your podcast, I have mine, which is balancing busy. And so there's this checklist of like, uh, you know, all the way from the audio is recorded and dropped into Dropbox and handed off to the editor and everything that's going to be needed to produce and to create that. And so we can each look at, you know, maybe our customer journey. What's mm-hmm. every single step so that we can duplicate that and not waste any time just thinking about like, what am I supposed to do next? Then you start oh, thinking about
0: a lot right or right? all the things I have to. It's like, oh, I have to do that and I have to, and I have to, and I have to, and then you know, an hour goes by and I've just thought about all the things I have to do and not actually getting anything done.
1: Yes. And so what I have found is we all want this really easy button. I want it. I totally want it. Mm -hmm. I want one thing that is going to just like make everything easier. I have not found that yet. If anyone has, please reach out to me, (laughs) Leah Remillet, all social media channels, come tell me what it is. But I haven't found that. What I found is these needle movers. All Mm -hmm. of these different little Neo movers that save you five minutes, 10 minutes. Sometimes you're really lucky and you find one that saves a half hour or an hour, right? But like most of them are going to be small. But when you start Mm -hmm. stacking those, if we take 10 of those stacked on top of each other, that's how I took my full-time hours and Mm -hmm. I brought them down to three to three and a half. And then during travel, I really brought it down even more And had it to where it was, you know, uh, a few hours, two or three days a week. And it was building these checklists, finding Uh all of these needle movers, looking for systems, automations, things that could trigger, you know, there are so many incredible systems like um, Zapier and Um, your systems within your email funnels. And, and, Mm -hmm. and even on Calendly where Calendly can send out, you know, they schedule on the calendar, then the emails go out, reminding them reminders, yes. all of these things where it's not you. So if we Mm -hmm. start stacking all of those and looking for all of these different, different things, and then I would also say looking really tracking because what we want to figure out is what is working. Okay. I'm going to keep doing those things. What right. isn't even working, but I've been spending a lot of time on it. Let's just cut that because it. Yeah. either one of two things needs to happen. Either we need to change the way we're doing it or we mm-hmm. need to not be doing it. Right. That's
0: the right. bottom line. Mm-hmm. And I find too. And, and sometimes what I struggle with is a lot of things that I used to be doing. And even though I'm not doing it anymore, just to let go and to stop, there's part of me that's like, but I don't want to yes. have wasted all that time. It's like without mm. the other part saying actually, but I'm continuing to waste. But part of my brain is like, but if it stop, if I stop, then it was all a waste. At least if I continue, I don't know. Something magical is going to happen. It, it and nothing does. But it's it's that sometimes that letting go that uh, that is it can truly be well. the hardest.
1: Oh, isn't that so mm. true? One of the things that I've really learned and and teach my my clients and my my. Um, well, yeah, my clients is just that in order to time manage, we have to start with mind management. And that was a big aha for me. I kept trying to do all these time management hacks and tricks that people say are (laughs) supposed to work. And I was running into all these blocks. They weren't working for me. And it was a mindset thing. Once I got the Mm -hmm. mind management and, and those kind of things like, oh, but I think I should, everyone else says I should be. So I, this, I can't just let it go. I have to be doing this or, oh, but what if I just tweaked it again and again, maybe then it would work because everyone says right. it's supposed to work. And so mm-hmm. there's gotta be something wrong with me. And when we really start tracking and saying, you know, that 80-20 principle, I am looking for that top 20% and I am doubling down on that. I'm figuring out right. how do I make that even better? How do I automate that? How do I create a system? How do I really, mm-hmm. really push that? And then the 80%, and sometimes we really have to have these little talks with ourselves, like self, it is okay to let go of this, right? Right. And sometimes I have to trick myself by telling myself that I'm going to just pin it for a minute. So I'll tell Mm -hmm. myself, okay, Mm -hmm. we're just going to try not doing this for 30 days. If we realize, oh shoot, I should be doing it. I get to pull it right back. It's archived. It's in a Dropbox folder somewhere. I can come back to it, but I'm going to just try for 30 days. And then after thirty days, you know, ninety-seven percent of the time, I'm like, "Yep, didn't need to be doing that," and mm-hmm. I can let it go. But sometimes I have to trick myself and say, "We're—it's just a trial. We're—we're uh-huh. we're just going to test this for a little bit
0: and see." But but you're right. It is it, it is a bit of a trick, but it's also a test, and and and, yes. and it's also that that proof of. Because one thing that I've kind of always kind of struggled with on and off is with social media. You know, there's people that love every different platform and everybody says you need to be on every platform and you need to be everywhere. And and it's just, and I go through a love hate. Like sometimes I enjoy it. And sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I mind. And I'll, you know, post out, like schedule out well into advance. So I spend a few hours and I like for a month in advance. And I'm like, then I don't mind it. But before, when it was like, I have to do a live every day, I have to do with this every day, I have to, and I'm just like, Mm. I hate social media. Um, And of course, I know that there's also outsourcing and things like that. But as you said, too, there was part of it was timing, part of it was financing, part of it was, I am my business, and I'm showing what I'm doing. So I need to be doing those things. And sometimes that's not always correct, either. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But but it it is a, a combination of all of those, and so there isn't, you know, there's not. The, I don't think there's not one quick thing for everybody. It's it's finding what you like, and as you said, finding what works. Just because, let's say, like I'm not on TikTok. I don't watch it. I'm not on TikTok. I don't do anything with it. Um, uh, for some people, great. That's fine. But I just, and I don't want to be. I don't want to be on another platform. If I had to be then I would definitely look at outsourcing, but I think there's enough. And I don't know if my clients will be on TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. And we have to think about that too. There's all these platforms, but it doesn't matter what I like or don't like. If it were that my clients were on TikTok, then I would need to get my butt on TikTok because yes. that's where they are. So it's, it's also thinking about where our clients are, where, where we need to be because of that. And then how can we outsource, schedule, do all of those things in advance.
1: Absolutely. I mean, looking at that, where that starts is we have to know who our ideal customer is, Mm -hmm. where they are, what their pain points are, what are the big problems that they're thinking about, that they're wondering about. And then we want to form those into answers and put those wherever we choose to be, whether that's a blog, a podcast, our preferred social media channel, because when those questions get asked, We want to pop up as, as the answer, but we really want to choose and figure out where they are, but it needs to be this. And this took me a long time to learn. It's this, the sweet spot where we're really going to excel and really start blowing up is when Mm -hmm. we figure out the sweet spot of where is my customer and where do Mm -hmm. I really shine? So when we put those together, if, if I'm like, well, I know my customer is on YouTube, but I do not shine there because that, you know, maybe someone is just terrified mm-hmm. of video. They don't know how to mm-hmm. edit. They It doesn't mm-hmm. come across well, but maybe they're excellent at just speaking. So mm-hmm. a podcast would be a better fit because no one has to see them necessarily. Or maybe they're like, I've got some sweet dance moves. So my spot <laughs> is TikTok or Instagram. Not that you have to dance on those, but we, but- we want to look <laughs> for where we shine, where we really we really do our best work. I know that I do my best speaking. I, Mm -hmm. I love speaking, whether it's in interviews or at conferences. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so me knowing that I say, okay, well, then how can I best show up? I, I think a podcast would be great for me then. Right. And I'm sure you had a very, very similar. You're like, I really love speaking and sharing my stories and talking with people. So, oh man, I'm going to create this incredible podcast. And then everybody gets to listen to Sally and get to, to hear the insights and all this, this goodness. So I think that's a real sweet spot is just because someone is telling you, you have to be on here. If you don't show up well there, it's never going to work for you. The reason it works for them is because that is their sweet spot. They know they, they, they're, you know, they just, they shine there. They're just, -hmm. they Mm -hmm. show up and, and command attention. Mm -hmm. So it's us trying to find that combo, I think.
0: Right. I I agree. And, and before, before this and the podcasting and stuff, I used to do a lot of travel writing because I was traveling a lot and and things. And, and after a while, I, I still do some because I enjoy it, but I don't want to be a travel writer. like, And I, and I haven't now for, for a while, but as I said, I, I still like to do a bit, but that's just, it wasn't where I was shining. It wasn't where it was, but it, it helped me with also moving to different countries and then dealing with like moving, obviously then moving, then it was like dealing with bank accounts and residencies and citizenships and, and all of that. So it gave me more to write about and more experience, which then got me to where I am now with global citizen life and everything I do. So it was kind of stepping stones to it and I, I could still write like I could be writing about it, but I just thought I don't want to write like I, I would rather do the podcast I would rather you know go to speak at conferences and things and I was just at one a few weeks ago and that is where I prefer over the writing so even with my website there's there's no articles there's no blog there's there's links to video to YouTube to the podcast because I just don't want to have to write anymore like I, I I want to do a little bit and I that I enjoy doing, but I don't want it to be part of that thing that then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I have to do every day. And then it becomes a job and then we hate it. And then, you know, and, and then it's just not good long term. We we have to enjoy what we do to be successful long term, especially if you're like you or I and, and we want to travel and and move around. We still have to because Traveling is fun and going to different destinations fun. We, we still have to have that work and we still need to support ourselves, but it's, it's great that we can still do business, find those systems in place. So we don't have to be that, you know, 12 hour day that they're like, just hustle, just hustle, keep oh. hustling, have a yes. side hustle, have another side hustle. Uh, yes. It's like, no, oh, don't. I mean, you can have maybe a little side hobby if you love it, but it's to me, no, it's like enjoy life live somewhere where you're not paying so much in taxes, where, you know, the cost of living isn't maybe as much, or, you know, you just love life better there as opposed to just hustle, just side hustle. Just, Mm, I I just don't want to live that way. And I, I I look at some countries and I look at the cost of living in, in different places and I'm just like, yeah, I can afford it, but can I justify it? Like Paris. I've been looking at Paris and I'm like, oh, Paris, it's great. I love to visit there. But then I just think the cost of rent. And I'm like, I really can't justify it because what I spend there, I could get so much more somewhere else. And it's it's finding that. So I mean, I, I still go and I, I still visit and I still enjoy the the city sometimes, but but it's also a, a just a, a justification of, you know, then I need to either work more or then I just have less to do other things. And I'm just like, I, I don't want to do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it comes down to, you know, what we were talking about earlier is finding your medium that is your genius mm-hmm. zone, right? Mm-hmm. So whether you are a writer, a photographer, you're great on video, you're great mm-hmm. speaking, finding that and, and what your genius zone, what lights you up and then taking that even further with what you were just saying of we all deserve to live a life that lights us up. We live in a time that is so incredible, where we Mm. have these opportunities, the ability to Mm -hmm. have the laptop lifestyle, right? To be able to work from anywhere, to choose what we want our experience to be. And Mm -hmm. that is such a gift. One of the greatest, not one of the greatest treasure of, of our full-time traveling was what it did for us as a family, because Mm -hmm. it was us five, 24, seven, truly everything else is stripped away. There were no other distractions. So, you know, before we left, There was a Wednesday night youth group and sports and practice and, oh, we've been invited to this and you're invited to that. And I've got this, this night and all of these different things. When we traveled, that was just gone. It was us Mm -hmm. all the time. But even that we really made the decision uh, as we were coming back to the States to not allow that to happen again. And even, you know, depending on where everybody is, who's listening in their life, maybe they're they're planning to travel. They're not quite there Mm -hmm. yet. Maybe they're in the middle of traveling. Maybe they're coming off of traveling and already dreaming of where they're going to go next. We get to choose the life that we're going to live. And that includes boundaries and a healthy ability to say, not right now or to say, Oh, are our plates too full? And, and I think that's one of the things that anyone who's traveled can say, you love the freedom you have with your time. And so trying to, to learn and see how we can have that all the time, wherever mm-hmm. we are.
0: Mm-hmm. That's definitely one of the, the best advantages of, of traveling is that. So what did you find were some struggles that, that you had along the way, whether it was, I would say related to business, but it sounded like it really, you really got your kind of ducks in a row before going, but what, what kind of challenges either before going or while you were traveling, do you feel that, you know, other people may experience and, and and maybe looking back, you're like, yeah, like that was really hard. Or in hindsight, you're thinking, mm, you know, I probably put too much energy into that, but at the time, I mean, we don't know what we don't know going forward. Yes.
1: Right. Like I actually was just having that, that conversation with my daughter earlier today, she's going to college next year. And, uh, she was having a little, a little freak out moment. And, and I was telling her you can only prepare so much. You will never feel fully prepared because you haven't experienced this yet. And that's all of us in traveling. Mm-hmm. You can prepare as much as you want. Guess what? You are not going to feel fully prepared until you are out doing it because, oh my goodness, you just don't
0: know till you know. So right. when and, I, and things, things will happen that you've never even thought of oh, and you can will tell they you ever? things and none of those things will ever happen. So <laughs> you do have to kind of just go with the flow sometimes.
1: Yes. Oh my goodness. And so for anyone who's a heavy, heavy planner, they love to know exactly what's expecting. You are going to experience tests upon yourself as things just do not work as they were supposed to, according to plan and learning to just flow and go with it and know that everything is going to work out. It is going to be okay. So, okay. So me thinking about Some of my, some of my big lessons, like if I could pass on to, to other traveling families or getting ready to travel, Um, Mm uh, one of the biggest things, well, not biggest, but one of the first things is, and again, you just don't know till you know, we thought we were really traveling light. We had four full size suitcases. Everyone had a carry on and everyone had a backpack and we're a family of five. I think oh I need to have one at least for their school stuff. You know that I have right we're we're going across multi climates. A lot of times people pick, you know, they're going to stay within a climate zone, not us. We're covering all kinds of climates. So, you know, how do you pack for that all these different things? We um we got about 6 weeks in and one of I had an assistant coming into I was hosting a retreat in London, so she was coming in to um to assist for this event I was hosting and I we had her bring two of the suitcases back. We were like we don't want these anymore. You're taking wow, them back down to the So That's yeah, great. we were already down. So we ended with everybody had one carry on and one backpack. And that was it. So you do get very used to you wear the same clothes all the time. And that's okay. Um, But that was one thing. And the reason that that is so important was the travel days. And people tried to explain Mm. to me what the travel days were going to be like. But again, you just don't know till you've done it. And when you are literally going from I mean, I think of, of some of these days where we went from a plane, to a train, to a ferry, to a you know, taxi to foot or to a bus to foot, you, everyone is exhausted. And when you are trying to haul all of this stuff with you, it's, it's just that thing that puts you over the edge. It is, it the, does. Thing. It <laughs> is the thing where you lose, you lose it. I remember one particular day, um, everything had gone wrong. We got off the plane. We had a notification that said our Airbnb had been canceled. We have no idea where we're staying now. We're like, there's just all these things. And we were very, Mm -hmm. very new. This was the very beginning where we didn't, we didn't have our bearings yet. We didn't know it would be fine. We finally get into a hotel. Um, we, after our first place we booked, we got there and we instantly realized we cannot be here. This is not safe. We like, we had picked the wrong area. It was super dangerous. We called our taxi back. When he got there, he said, I'm so glad you're not staying here and picked us back up, get us to the next place. So it had been a day and the kids ask my husband, they're like, where's mom? And he's like, mom just needs a minute to cry. And I totally (laughs) was in the bathroom, just like, what have I done? My babies are not safe, right? So those things are going to happen. So, so those were, those were some of the lessons. Another one was Wi-Fi. Uh, we're working. Mm. We need to know we have good Wi-Fi. Our, so one of our things that we we decided we wanted to do was we wanted to have all kinds of experiences for our kids. So we intentionally said some countries were going to be very urban, some we will be very rural, and we are going to experience a lot of these different things. And so in Ireland, uh, we stayed in Dublin for just a few days, and then we went into the country. And we, we, it was this is again this is only our our second, no third country. We're still new. We forgot. We just assumed everything has Wi Fi. Whoop, possibly does not have Wi Fi.
0: There's a lot of places that don't have Wi Fi or not good Wi Fi. Uh huh. It it would surprise a lot of people how many places do not. And I mean, good countries, like European countries or yes. or things like that. That sometimes if you get at right out of the main cities. The Wi-Fi is not so good.
1: It was non-existent. So I, and, and, you know, luckily there weren't too many of them that I had scheduled, but I had these webinars where, I mean, I would have a thousand people coming on to a webinar because I'm teaching something about time management or uh, balance or, you know, going from full-time hours to part-time. Right. And so I Need Wi-Fi. So there were many a nights where we were all driving to the McDonald's. McDonald's always has great Wi-Fi people. Find your McDonald's <laughs> or your Starbucks. Those are always gonna have your Wi-Fi. So we would drive an hour to get to the McDonald's. I would sit in the car as close to the door as possible to be on the, the strongest Wi Fi, and they would all go sit in the restaurant and just hang out while mom did work. So, wow. so there, you know, that, that probably happened three times, but yeah, there were things like and that. you
0: got to be prepared for it and you yes. got to do what's necessary, especially when it's your business. You can't be just like, oh, well, I'll, oh, well. <laughs> I'll, I'll miss that one. Cause well, I got no Wi Fi. not my fault. Yes. 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 No, you're Everything is
1: Everything's figure outable so you're going to just have to know like we don't look at these things and go well oh well we say okay how can I solve this there is right. a way to solve this i need to figure oh. it out right mm-hmm. and so so that was definitely one of those things that we learned and then for me personally my husband is a little more free spirited than i am so okay. uh he is more like oh, i don't know we'll see and i'm like i want to plan i want to know what we are doing next And so we very much did not have a strong itinerary. We were not people, we had a general idea of what we were doing, but we actually never thought we would go to Hong Kong and Japan, uh, those or, or Bali or Australia, none of those were on the (laughs) list. And so the way we were really choosing where we were going to go next is what is the cheapest flight to another country that we're interested in? And then, you know, we do a little research. I've done that. Have you? Yeah. on like housing costs. I did it that's how we were picking a lot of our places. And so that would lead us to, I remember a couple of times where we're literally leaving a country in like 48 hours or less, and we don't even know where we are going next. Mm-hmm. And I would just be panicking. I would be stressing And We would spend every night after the kids went to bed researching, trying to figure it out. And, and me just really being a little stress ball, trying mm-hmm. and worrying about all this. And if I could go back, I, I would just lovingly shake me and <laughs> say like, it's all works out. It's all fine. Don't waste your energy stressing and worrying. It's all going to be great. Even, I mean, what was the worst case scenario? I like to play that game with myself sometimes, right? Where I'm Mm -hmm. like worst case scenario. Okay. Worst case scenario. We go get a hotel for a couple days in this country while we figure out what we're doing. And then we do it. Like that's the worst case scenario. It's not that we're homeless in a foreign country and I can't like feed my children. That's not going to be right. But I spent so much energy just worrying and stressing and you know, I wish I could go back and just, just be more, I really worked to be present. That was a really big goal of mine. So I do Mm -hmm. feel that I, I accomplished that, but I wish I could have just been better at just recognizing that stress and worry does not help in any way to solve the problem. So just don't give the space to that because it makes, it it can't affect anything. In fact, we're not even in a good headspace to be making decisions when we're stressed and worried. Mm -hmm. So to have worked harder to say, I know it's going to be fine. I'm not going to worry about this. We will solve this. That would have made a a difference for me personally and how Mm -hmm. I experienced it all. So I do I, I want to redo so that I can, because I'm like, oh, I'd be so much better this time. I'd be
0: so, so that, much that better at you, it. You you get your redo in, in the future where yes. you'll be like, oh, great. No, I know. It's it's okay. And, and also too, it will be less stressful as well because you won't have the kids. And mm-hmm. that I can understand brings a little bit, a level of stress because- When I was traveling and and moved to Costa Rica with my daughter, things were different because she was a teenager and it was looking for school and, you know, making sure that she was safe and okay. And all of those things where now when I'm moving around and and traveling myself and moving to countries where I don't speak the language, I don't know anybody, I'm, I'm kind of okay because I'm like, well, if I don't like it, I can just leave. Yes. That's my worst case scenario. I don't like it. So I leave but it is just to me. So it is a little bit different. Like when it'll be you and your husband, you know, you'll feel differently as well because you don't have the kids with you. So that there are different levels of stress sometimes when, you know, when we have kids or when we're with our, our spouse or just ourselves, but at the same time, it's, it's almost for if when people have kids and they have the first child and if they didn't grow up around kids or had younger brothers or sisters, they're always so nervous about everything the baby does. And all of that stuff by the time they have their third, they're like, Yeah, whatever, they're fine.
1: It's fine. dirt it's it's just a little <laughs> extra fine. nutrients. It's fine, don't worry about it. it yeah,
0: and, and it's it is like the same with travel that at first yes you don't know, you don't want to know what to expect. And even me, when I first moved to Costa Rica, I didn't know what to expect, I didn't know how it was gonna work. I had to find her school, everything. And then when I moved to Spain, I was like, Okay, well, I'm still figuring it out, it's a new country, but I've done this before. And now when I got to Montenegro. And I was going through it, and then I had that bit of time of like, did I make a mistake? Maybe I shouldn't have moved here. I don't know anybody. And then I'm like, no, I've gone through this three times. It's part of the process, and it just goes a lot faster because I know, did it before, done it, will probably do it again, and question myself again, and then go, wait, you've done it before, and and it does become easier. It's like it's it's anything that we do that that it does become easier, but we just have to kind of have faith and and generally know that. If we don't like it for whatever reason, somebody moves to a country, they don't like it, or you know, they start a business and after a few years, they realize like, I, it's just not my thing. It's not as enjoyable as I thought it would be. It can change. We can stop doing it. We can move to another country. We can travel to the next destination, or maybe we fall in love with it and decide like we're supposed to do three more places. And we decide no, this is it. This is where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And you stay like we, we have so many options and opportunities.
1: And we're allowed to change our mind.
0: And Absolutely. Think, and do it
1: often. Do it. Yes. Often. It's so fascinating how just naturally we all have a tendency to believe that everything is the end. Right. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I from from the things of like staying in a job that someone doesn't like. What mm-hmm. why? Why do you need to what? stay? Right. Mm-hmm. Or staying in a location that we don't like or whatever it might be. We we have this idea, and even when we're planning, like, oh, I have to get this right. Right now. Well, you don't have the experience yet to really have know all these things. No, you don't have to get it right on your first try. In fact, wouldn't you tell a dear friend like well you're probably not going to get it right your first time you've never done this before but we hold ourselves to that level. So I am in such agreement with you. We are allowed to change our minds and we should. In fact, that can get us in a lot of trouble in business. You know, we were kind of talking about things we think we should do. We should ourselves into Mm -hmm. all of these tasks and things that we actually should not be doing. They're actually hindering us they're taking our energy away. They're sucking our creativity from us. And so, yes, we should change our minds. We should be willing to pivot, willing to try things. It's going to actually make us more adaptable, more able to leverage ourselves and opportunities and experiences mm-hmm. Being able to adapt and change is actually one of the greatest in in the corporate world. That's one of the the greatest attributes that CEOs are now looking for is people who are Mm -hmm. adaptable and who can change. And yet we still have this thought that we're all working to undo. And it's very societal and cultural of that. We're supposed to do the same thing. We're supposed to pick something. We're supposed to stick with it. And Uh, and I'm certainly not advocating like everybody becomes a bunch of quitters, but we are supposed to pivot and change when it's not serving
0: and working for us. Yeah, I agree. And because really the only thing that's consistent in life is it's inconsistency (laughs) yes because everything changes like you know you 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 dated somebody and then you married them and then you choose to have children or you don't but then you have the child and then they grow up and then they leave and then I mean those it's just all changes every there's always changes so we have to be adaptable and pivot and I mean we can we can talk about many other things too with it like you know we we've had to adapt and change more people than others with um, the war in the Ukraine, um the pandemic, how many people had to shift and pivot with that? Um, you know, there was and so many things, even even before in like previous health scares that, you know, they were worried would become pandemics, but certain areas and regions that affected more. And I mean, there there's always, always changes and and things that we need to do. So it is. It is the best thing and and nothing is written in stone. And even if it was, we could break the stone. Like like, (laughs) I say, well, if it's written in stone, I'm like, then break the stone. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. That's so
1: good. Yes, yes. We are allowed to change. We should want to change. We are meant to grow. We are meant to Mm -hmm. evolve. If we stay stuck, that is the absolute opposite of growth and evolving. Right. We, we mm-hmm. do need to change if we were to keep, and I can't keep any plants alive, but I, <laughs> I know this through a theory that if you are to keep a, a plant in a smaller pot, mm-hmm. it can't grow past the size of that pot. So you right. change the pot and now it can mm-hmm. grow more. We're mm-hmm. the same way. We have to uproot, put ourselves in a new pot and then see how far we grow in that one. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to need to get uprooted, put ourselves in another new pot, see how far we grow This life is meant for us to grow. It is stepping Mm -hmm. stones. It is becoming more, offering more, sharing more, giving more. And and in all of that, we then finally get to a stage where we have wisdom and we share that with others and we contribute and and make our impact. But all of that can only happen if we were willing to try the new things, do the scary big things, Mm -hmm. make the changes, pivot, all those
0: things. Right. We have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes. absolutely. Because that's, that's when we that's when we grow. And that was one thing like I was at a seminar um, so long ago, probably 20 years ago. And the person said, we as human beings think of us sort of like a plant. If we're not using our brain and we're not thinking and growing, we're like a plant. If we're not growing, we're dying. It's just sometimes very, very slowly, but if you're, Mm -hmm. if you're not, and I was just like, wow, that's, and it's just something that, that stuck with me. So it's get uncomfortable, learn new things, um, you know, especially with, with business online stuff. Like there's always so much to learn so many new things and I'm thankful for it because it's given me the opportunity to have the life that I have now of living in different countries and traveling so much and doing all these things and meeting people from all over the world. And it's fabulous, but I still have to keep learning new things and doing new things to grow, to keep my company going and, and to just live the lifestyle that I have.
1: Yes. There are so many resources out there to learn and to grow and, and to evolve our businesses in a really incredible way that Mm -hmm. truly can be a lot more hands-off than I think most people recognize and understand, right? They just Mm -hmm. may not have been told about that resource that tool that like, by the way, did you know this does this? Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. this is amazing. So we need to be out there learning and looking for these things Mm -hmm. and and testing them and trying them with this idea of like, I'm going to, I'm looking for the needle movers. I want all these little things that are going Mm -hmm. to just give me a little time back, a little more peace, make things a little bit easier. And that's, that's certainly in businesses, but that's also even within travel, the tricks that you learn traveling of like, oh, here's how this works better. Here's how, right. What, what Mm -hmm. begins extra hard and extra uncomfortable becomes easier and easier. You know, I think of the first a few countries of travel days to the last countries of travel days. We were so much better at it because right. of that experience. And it was totally mm-hmm. different, totally different country, different language. Everything was different. And yet we were getting the hang of it. We write right. that that novelty, that newness, it invigorates us, it it makes us
0: feel alive and it teaches us. Mm-hmm. It really does. Well. Um, I mean, I know that I could sit here and talk to you for hours, um, but for our (laughs) listeners, if they wanted to get in touch with you, to work with you, what are the best ways for them to to be in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So
1: leahremelay.com is my website. Remelay, I get that's a tricky. So if you are not driving right now and you can text yourself, it is L-E-A-H- R-E-M-I-L-L-E-T dot com. And if you want to add a forward slash free to the end of that, I have a masterclass where I know everyone, you know, has so much on their plate, but if they want to invest 42 minutes in this masterclass, I will give them six to eight hours of time back from their business that they will be able to like just cut out those needle movers that I've talked about. These are the ones that made the biggest difference for me. And I share all of those in my experience with those. So they can access that on Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, Facebook, all of those are Leah Remoulay. Uh And yeah, I would just love to connect. My podcast is Balancing Busy, which is all about what just- balancing (laughs) the busyness, right? Right. And and learning these ways to time manage, be more productive, organize ourselves both personally and in our businesses. So those would all be great places to come find me and then shoot me a DM. I'd love to hear if you met me because of Sally and Global Citizen and just, you know,
0: say hi to me uh, through a DM yeah and if anybody is driving or anything we'll put those links in the show notes below. yes us. yes so don't do anything if you're you know, driving stay safe or you know you can come back and we'll we'll make sure that those those links are in there because i know it's a lot easier than trying to then find a pen or type it in on your phone as you're you're listening so we'll we'll have that all in there for everybody so again thank you very much and um, i'm i know my listeners got a lot of value from from listening today oh thank you for having me it's been so much fun